Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, and the city is on fire about the Sixers, and who better to join us than Tyrese Maxey. And Tyrese, every time I think we watch you on the court, we see the smile, we see the joy, happiest man in Philly. And I want to ask you where it comes from. Is there somebody in your family who had that natural enthusiasm? Yeah, I think in uh, my my grandmother, uh, my dad's mom, she was was kind of like this when she was alive, and uh, she, she taught me certain lessons like, just never bring anybody's energy down. You know, always have positive energy. Always be a positive impact on people in their life. And uh, you never know. It can really change somebody's life and change somebody's day. So that's how I try to do. Well, there's a lot of positive energy around this team. And then you have James Harden coming over here. And we're watching these first two games. And they said, you three together have scored more points in a team's first two games together than anybody else since Wilt. Mm. So what has he done for you especially coming here? Yeah, it's just a, a, another mentor, a guard that uh, has had the ultimate amount of success in this league. Uh, he's a former MVP, multi-all-star. Um, you know, he, he's just extremely good at the end of the day. He's a, he's a great basketball player. Uh, he reads the floor really well. Uh, he's a, his offensive talent, his offensive his arsenal is so wide and so and so has such a variety of, of different attacks that, um, you know, I can just learn from him. And then on the court right now, we just play off each other. Uh, on the ball, off the ball, running the floor, and uh, he's been great. Doc Rivers said you're only running about three or four plays right now. Are you just kind of winging it and having fun? Yeah, I th- you know, it's kind of just right now, the last two games were just us being out, being basketball players. Uh, like guys coming to the gym, playing pickup, finding a play that works, uh, playing pick and roll, getting stops, running the floor in transition, making the right plays. But, uh, you know, the last couple of days, we had a couple of practice days in the shooting around, so he's put in more plays, and, uh, you know, I think we're heading in the right direction. When did you first start watching James Harden as a kid? And are there things that you're seeing in person now that are even better than you saw on TV? Yeah, I mean, in person, it's definitely better than, than on TV or playing video games. Uh, my my little brother, like my best friend, childhood, one of them growing up, he was like the biggest James Harden fan. So, uh, you know, he, he watches them all the time. I watch it with him, and it's, it's just crazy now that we're on the same team. Even like earlier in the year when he was on, on the Nets and I had to guard him you know, multiple times, it was just crazy because at the end of the day, like we're all basketball fans as well, basketball junkies. So we all watch the game or play the game when we're younger. And, you know, we watch these guys and it's it's amazing feeling to, to play with a guy like James Harden and Joel Embiid. So. And we're watching you sometimes and you are just wide open by yourself on the wing. Right. Uh, are you as open as you've ever been or more open like Joel said? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, a lot of the attention, they have to, guys like James and Joel, uh, they cause a lot of attention. So, you know, I get a lot of open shots, open looks, playoff closeouts and different things like that. So I just try to stay ready and stay, uh, keep my head grounded and just do whatever it helps the team to win. And we saw the communication with you guys on the court. How big has he been just communicating with all of you? 
he's been great. You can tell that he's a, a seasoned vet um, just because of the way he thinks the game, the way he sees it out there. Uh, he always goes back to the bench and gives uh, feedback to the players, the coaches, staff, and uh, it's, it's much needed. It's much needed to have a guy like that, a former MVP, who is so locked in on winning and attention to details and defensively, offensively, uh, ATOs and different things like that, to, that the communication is like the on-court coach. So now we have multiple, you know, because I've been doing this well, so we have multiple people on the court communicating and coaching guys through, and it's, it's, it's really helped. You can play either guard spot, but now Doc Rivers says you're back home. Are you more comfortable now where you are with James bringing the ball up and handling the ball? I, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I played a lot of point guard when I was in high school and, and kind of before that too. So, like, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. I think uh, basketball has changed a lot. You know, it's, it's really positionless. Uh, the more positions you can play, the better. The more things you can do on the basketball court, the more remarkable you are. And, uh, and that's the more you can help your team. So I think that's one thing that I really pride myself on, being able to handle the ball, create for my teammates, create for myself. And then when I play off the ball, being able to knock down shots, uh, play off closeouts, and play off other guys. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to do what it takes to win the game. With the way the three of you are able to score offensively, can we say we have a big three here in Philly? I think we have more than that. You know, we have more, more capable guys that can do things, that score 20 points that do on any given night. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris, Shake, Ferg, we have a lot of guys. We just have a lot of pieces on this team. And uh, we're all just trying to put it together and make it one big unit. You've seen the Wells Fargo Center. And now with James Harden and you together, can you imagine what that building is going to be like? Honestly, yeah. Like I, I said, you know, yesterday to somebody that uh, I've been a part of in my last year and a half that I feel like some special moments, like, uh, the fans being led back in the building at Wells Fargo at 25%, and it felt like it was, you know, 100,000 there just because there was no fans for so long. And then in the closeout game five at home against the Wizards, you know, round one, they opened it up to 100% capacity, and I felt like, like I couldn't hear anything. So, like, now I feel like it's going to be even crazier. I just ready to experience it. I can't wait. Is that a real home court advantage, especially when you go into the playoffs this year? Extremely, extremely. When you have a... Uh, the fans of uh, Philadelphia behind you like that, it's, it's, it's really, really, really encouraging. And it just makes you want to go out there and work extremely hard to get W's and, uh, you know, make them proud. Do you think you are the most improved player in the NBA this year? Uh, I think I, I, I've been trying my extremely hardest to help my team. And uh, if that, you know, puts me in that category, then, you know, I appreciate it. And uh, like I said last year, I think I was sitting in this exact room when I, when I told – the media, whatever, that uh, my goal in the summertime was to get 1% better. I wanted to be able to come back and uh, have a chip on my shoulder and um, try to help my team as much as possible in any given way that the coaching staff needed me to. And I think I did that for the most part. When you hear Daryl Morey say he thinks you can be an all-star, you were out there, you experienced a lot of the things with the festivities. Is that a goal of yours? Is that something that you're motivated to do? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's, it's an extremely goal, a huge goal of mine. And uh you know, Coach Doc said something about me being a rising star, Joel being an all-star. He was saying uh, the reason why we can do things like that is because of our team and uh, because of our success as a team. And that, that's why, you know, that elevates the, the level of play for the players. And, uh, you know, if I go out there every night and just do my job and try to help my team win, uh, and then, you know, if that happens, becoming an all-star, that, that, that would be a great accomplishment. But uh, at the end of the day, the, the main goal is to go out there and win. I appreciate uh, Darren Moore for saying that, and I appreciate my teammates for believing in me, and uh, I just can't, can't wait to keep building.
In college, Coach Cal said he coached you harder than any player because he saw there could be greatness in there, but maybe he needed to let you know that you could be great. Did you know you could have these steps and, and get to this level? I mean, yeah, I always figured that if I just my, – my whole model is to work extremely hard to where, you know, at the end of my career when the ball does stop bouncing, whenever that is, that uh, I don't have any what-if moments. I don't have any – you know, only if I had worked harder or maybe if I had just went to the gym this extra time. Um, I, want to, I want to be able to feel like I gave it my all and I reached my, my maximum potential. And uh, I don't want to be able to say that uh, I sold myself short. Uh, but, yeah, Coach Cal, he coached me extremely hard, and I love him for it. I really do appreciate it. I feel like I can play uh, with under any conditions now. Um, you know, Coach Doc coaches me extremely hard as well and doesn't really phase me. I just go out there and I, I take the coaching, uh, try to be coachable as, as coachable as I can. And, uh, and I go out there and try to execute for him. So who coached you harder, Coach Cal, Doc, or your dad? Uh, my dad, because my dad, he's, he just, um, man, he, he still coaches me hard. He'll call me and he'll show me clips and different things like that. He kind of fell off now. He just, you know, he's just kind of being a dad now. Just, he'll call and send what he sees and different things like that. But, uh, you know, at an early age, he was extremely tough on me. I, I, I tell the story all the time. I remember being in the fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, and uh, we lost in the championship game at an AU tournament in Memphis. Uh, around, we played them around 2 o'clock. It's like a six, seven-hour drive back home. So we drive all the way home. We get home around 9, 10 o'clock, and, you know, I have school the next morning. But uh, it's a Sunday night, and he calls me up there at 9, 10 o'clock. My mom records the game, and he calls me up there to watch the film of the game. As, and as a, now, I'm, what, how old am I, 9 or 8, something like that? Or And, and where are old you are when you're that young? But... um. And I'm like, why are we watching the film? This game's over. Like, you know what I'm saying? But now I realize what he was, like, he was teaching me, and, and now I learned so many things from, from what he taught me back in the day, and it, it just really paying off now. Do you appreciate that pushing from these coaches? Every bit of it. Yeah. I appreciate every bit of it. I, I, I think because I appreciate it because I know that they believe in me. And uh, when you know that someone believes in you, it just makes you believe in yourself a lot more uh, on top of the confidence that you already have in yourself. And uh, you just go out there and try to be the best you can possibly be for them. With James especially added to this team, how fast are you able to play? Uh, extremely fast because uh, now there's multiple options who can bring the ball up. So if I get the rebound, then I'll bring it up. If I'm closer to the outlet, the outlet to me, and I'll push it. If he gets a rebound, he'll bring it up, and I'll run the lane. And uh, that's one thing that we, we're really trying to pride ourselves on, being able to get stops and get easy buckets. It's extremely hard to get easy buckets, especially once the playoffs come. Uh, but the more stops we get, the more opportunities we have to run and uh, try to get easy baskets. We saw you at the Garden, uh, made a great play, and then it seems like you're doing the bongo cam on the floor of the Garden. I mean, do you kind of lose yourself in some, some of those moments? Some athletes say you almost black out because you're having so much fun and you don't even realize what you're doing. Yeah, I was, it was just one of those moments where, you know, you're really enjoying yourself and enjoying your time, enjoying life. Um, I tell people all the time I'm blessed, and I thank God every single day and every single night. Uh, before I play every single time I step on the court because and uh, it's it's a blessing it's a blessing to be able to go out here and do what I love every single day and uh it's a passion my passion and it's you know just to be able to be blessed to be around this organization and these guys that we have on our team uh, is great but yeah like you know in the guard I just you're having fun you know we're winning uh, Matisse makes a great steal I run the floor we get a layup they call a timeout and uh, you can feel the momentum in the in the building building and um it's it's, it's really great you hear from your dad sometimes as a coach. Maybe he's laid off now. You ever hear from your mom about things she's seeing on TV? Yeah, my mom, yeah, she, she, she calls me or she texts me after I do some of these things on TV or make some of these facial expressions. Like, dude, you got to remember you're on TV. 
And I, I'm like, my, I, I just lose myself within the game. Like you said, it's just, you know, you're enjoying yourself and you're enjoying your teammates and you're really trying to go out there and work extremely hard for your brothers. Um, you just lose yourself. So, But it happens. It is, it is great. When we see the press conferences and the relationship with you and Joel especially, I mean, you almost have a comedy routine going for the postgame press conferences. Right, right. You let it all out there. How, how has your relationship with Joel grown, and how have you seen him grow as a leader? Yeah, I've seen him grow as a leader exponentially because it's just – it's really, really crazy how um, his conversation has went up. Uh, he's been able to relate to guys, and he's able to – like just me especially – um, because of our relationship off the court, uh, we were able to challenge each other on the court. And uh, if he misses a free throw, I'd go up to him and, you know, you know tell him about his missed free throw. If I miss free throws or if I'm not playing well or he hasn't made shots, we can go up to uh, each other and criticize each other or push each other to be better. And uh, I think that's a relationship that we have with the entire team. Uh, we're so close. The camaraderie is really good. Chemistry is really good to where, you know, we can have those hard conversations because every good team needs them. Every good team needs to have these conversations and be able to trust each other. And, you know, in hard times when you're on the court, when the whoever that five is, that's all you got. You know, it's, it's your five versus their five, and uh, you have to be able to pull through. When you look back at the draft, people are now probably going to say, why did he get drafted in the 20s? Do you ever wonder that? And do you kind of keep a list of the guys who are drafted ahead of you? Do you get motivated by this kind of stuff? I, I extremely do. I get extremely motivated by it. And, uh, and it's not, I don't ask, why, do I, why did I fall? Why did I go here? I'm just thankful that the Sixers, you know, were able to take a chance on me and I was able to find a happy home. And I'm extremely glad to be here. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling. Uh, but, uh, yeah, of course, you try to go out there and we try to, you know, beat everybody, all 30 teams. You know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, all 29 other teams. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is, just, this is home now, and I, and I like it here, and I really do appreciate uh, the organization for taking a chance couple final questions for you you had a, a traumatic experience having a fire with your family there first of all for everybody to be okay how blessed are you and and how have you been able to get through this mentally yeah I'm just glad to be sitting here you know talking to you about it and all my family members are okay and dog was okay um but yeah it's it's you know it happens it's life and uh and I, I think I thank the Lord for this the adversity that he's put me through and uh, being able to come out on top of it and uh, trying to apply it to my everyday life and apply it to the court. That's why, I, that's why I've been throughout my life. I always said I'll never take a day for granted on the court or just in life in general. But uh, it's been great. You know, the organization has helped me as much as they can. Uh, family members are really good. You know, they're back home and, um, you know, they're doing well. And uh, they've helped me as much as possible. And I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. This team went through a lot. Obviously, Ben Simmons not wanting to play here anymore, and you share the same agent. And there were all these reports out there. Then the trade deadline comes, and people were saying, oh, could Tyrese be in a deal? How did you get through it all mentally and, and, and stay sane with all the noise and everything going on? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a part of the business. You know, it happens. And uh, things happen here and there, and uh, guys, you know, move on. And, uh, but it went, at the end of the day, we all have to be professionals. Uh, when we step across that, across and you know, between those lines, uh, we have to do our job. And uh, you know, our job is to go out there and perform every single night and practice hard and do different things like that and get better and try to win basketball games. And uh, that's one thing I focused on. I mean, it happens as part of the business. I get it in you know, trades and different things like that. And, and um, so I just try to stay focused, laser light focus, you know, and focus on what the task is at hand. Danny Green has said when you guys play the Nets and Ben Simmons. Maybe there won't be hands shaken, things like that. I mean, for you, what is that experience going to be like, especially if it's in the playoffs? Uh, it's just going to be competitive. You know, and the, at the end of the day, it's the basketball game is a competition. You're going to try to win the game. 
So uh, especially if it's in the playoffs, you know, it's just the win to go home. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all love. You know, I mean, you know, me and Ben are still cool. You know, I still love him as a brother, and uh, I'm just glad to see that he's in a happy place. All right, I, I know one press conference you came up and you started to like sing the song, Sixer song. Right, right. You've heard it a lot, right? I've heard it a lot. I've all heard right. it a lot. All right. So do you know the words? Do I know the words? Yeah. Uh, I know most of the words yeah? for the most part. Yeah. C- can we see? Can we put you to the test? I can only sing after we win. I can't sing before. I, I, I everybody asks me that, like on the street, like, can you sing the song? Like, I mean, it's kind of like an in a moment thing, you know what I mean? Wait, people ask you on the street? Yeah, somebody like people have asked me, like, Terry, sing the song. Like, it's like an in the moment <laughs> thing. I can't just bust out singing it. You know what I mean? It's like, it has to happen. <laughs> that sounds like a great game show. Just come up to people on the week, see if they can sing the song, put them to the test. Wait, people legit have come up to you on the streets in Philly. Yeah, like, or they saw me, like, I've maybe been driving, like, like with the windows down or walking my dog or something like that. And, and they were like, what's up, Tyrese? Hey, you, uh, can you sing the song? I'm like, I can't just bust out singing a song. I gotta, I'm not that type of great, that great of a singer. All right, well, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just oh, wanna see it when, when this song comes on, what happens here? What happens to me, I think I just get excited. It just makes me, you know, it's a good feeling because I know that we did something good that night. Does this, does this have like an old school feel to you? Like, like when you, do you start to think of the nostalgia of the Sixers in Philly? I, it, it just gives me a good vibe. It just, you know, once you, because you, you did your job that night, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, no matter what the stats were, no matter what happened, uh, your team came out on victorious uh, when there were zeros on the clock. So just being able to hear the song is, is a great feeling. I hate to be that guy rolling down the window. I mean, you want to give it a shot? Everybody. I can't sing a song right now, man. I, I got to start it over. Start it over and I'll sing right, it for hold you. Hold on, hold on. Right, start I'll start from the top and I'll sing I it for you. I love the people are rolling down their windows. I'll, I'll this. sing it for you. All right, here we go. You going to join in with me? Let's do it. I feel like we just won. We're walking off the court. Rob King is telling me how to do media. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Clap hands, everybody from Philadelphia, 76ers. Everybody from Philadelphia, 76ers. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 76ers. <laughs> That's funny, man. That people funny. love to see this. People do love to see this. They do love to see this. It makes man. you feel good, though, this song. It, it does make you feel good. It gives you good positive energy, man. Yeah. It does. Isn't that cool to think, though, that Doc and Moses and those guys, this was their song back in the day and it can be your song? No, that's it, it's amazing, man. You know, Even the song that they played when we wear our city uniforms, uh, it has like a, a dang, what's the what's the song? I gotta hear it again. Uh, another another song? Oh, what's this? Oh. Yeah, what's this? Oh yeah. Oh man, it was on my dad's. Like he he won state high school. Yeah. And uh, back in the '80s, so like it's 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 on the song. Jeez, uh, I cannot remember the song, man. It's, but when they play it, I know I sing it every yeah. time when I'm in the back waiting to get called out. But uh, yeah, it's just amazing to see these things because like it's. It's, I don't know. It's just unreal. Yeah. It's unreal, like to to like you said, uh, to remember guys like I never got to see like guys like Dr. J play, but like to to know that it was their song and you know, different things like that. It just makes you want to go out there and, and compete extremely hard so you can give the fans that. What was it like meeting AI? It's great. I mean, he's he's AI and he's you know icon, 
Um, you know, I grew up watching him just because he's a superstar in the league today. I mean, when I was when I was watching, when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to be able to play for him. You know, I mean, play here. And uh, you know, I've worn three all my life. So. No. Yeah, yeah. So coming here and not being able to wear it, it's a good reason not to be able to wear it. You know, coming here. So. Uh, you, you know, sticking with zero? Uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, it's my number. So uh, <laughs> I, was, I was they asked what number did I want. I was like, I guess I'll take zero. All right, well, listen, uh, I love the fact that you sang the song. I mean, I think people are going to be rolling down their windows everywhere now. Is there any way the Eagles can convert you from growing up in Texas as a Cowboys fan to an Eagles fan? Is there any way this can happen? Well, in my defense, I'm from Dallas. Yeah, so it's we like, get it. I can't really, like, I wouldn't be able to go home. My dad wouldn't let me in the house. My uncle wouldn't talk to me if I, was a, if I wasn't a Cowboys fan. But don't get me wrong. I mean, the Eagles are, I'm not, like, an Eagles hater. Like, I don't hate them. I just don't want them to win when they play the Cowboys. Whenever they play, you know, other, other teams, I root for them because they have guys on their, you know, on their roster that are also signed with Clutch that I know and that are also from Dallas. Like, Jalen Rieger, he's, he's from Dallas from the same city as me. So, it's like, I still root for those guys when, uh, you know, when they're not playing the Cowboys. But, you know, it's... I'm a hometown kid. Home is home. We get it. You know we get I mean? it. It's a hometown kid, but I love everything about Philadelphia. Love it. Thanks so much, Tyrese. We love seeing you here in Philly, and keep that smile going. People love the joy you have playing this game. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Oh, mom,